Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teller County Podcast for February 25th, 2021. I'm Commander Greg Couch, and today we're going to be talking about winter weather safety on the roads. Also, we want to welcome a new Colorado State Patrol supervisor to our area, so let's get started. Today, we've got in our studio our community liaison deputy, Renee Bunting, and Tommy, our friendly neighborhood producer, who's also a member of the Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association, right? Yes, right. he is. Yes, you yes, run the website and all that good stuff. And Absolutely. I produce a podcast. And you produce the podcast, yeah. And from the State Patrol, we've got Corporal Nick Hazlett and Sergeant Jason Jones. Welcome to the studio, gentlemen, and thanks for coming out. Good morning. Good morning. So, you know, hey, some white stuff came out today and got on the roads and now they're wet and tonight they'll probably be changing to something else you reckon yeah it's hard and sticky to the road surface yeah yeah, yeah. creates a problem with that what we call coefficient of friction yeah there's, yeah. there's an issue with the friction there as it friction. starts to harden yeah. up it's strange yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know probably let's talk about con well first let's talk about jason welcome to teller county thank you uh we really appreciate the colorado state patrol sending us their very best where'd you come from uh, I've actually been working down in the Colorado Springs troop for seven and a half years as a sergeant down there. And uh, so this this isn't too much of a change. Um, I've, I've had people I've supervised up here, you know, over the years and everything. So um, this is home. I grew up here. I grew up in Colorado Springs. So uh, it's, it's uh, more of the same with a little bit of change is basically the way I'd put it. So it's going to kind of be like a vacation for you because it's just kind of laid back and easy <laughs> up here, right, sir? Welcome to the beautiful uh, mountains. That's right. Yes, it is beautiful and uh, a little bit less traffic and, um, you know, maybe a little bit less craziness and the madness that happens down in the grand metropolis of Colorado Springs. So We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are 800,000 people down there now, aren't they? Something like 800? that. 800,000, I think is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we surpassed Denver County. Uh, El Paso County, I believe, is now the largest county. Again, they go back and forth. So Right. Yeah, I'll stay uh, up here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can keep that 800,000 people. That's <laughs> right. So we're here to talk about uh, winter weather safety and specifically driving, specifically how conditions change and uh, driving behavior is maybe a little lag behind that sometimes where people want to drive on slick roads and, and, and the problems associated. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Don't really question, but yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, valid statement, though. Valid statement. I think and, and one of well the things put. that we hear a lot is um, there is a higher presence of law enforcement on the road, and people take notice of that. They'll say, "Hey, I just saw you know there's you know the truck." State Patrol has their truck down there on, on Divide and the cars down there and what's going on. And I know you guys set up the weight thing, the tr you know, you're just taking measurements and things like that out there. Um, and that's one of the, and we just tell people, hey, you know, it's our county too. They patrol the highway. They're coming through. Their barracks is here. Um, and actually, you guys do training up in Divide as well um, on different days. And so I think that they just need to know. And I think a lot of people feel more comfortable as well, just knowing that the extra law enforcement is here. Uh, unless they're, you know, in trouble, then they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, obviously, you know, Renee and Commander are, as the state patrol, you know, we're primarily traffic related. You know, we, we, are, we do all crimes, but our primary mission is traffic safety. And so we do want to to raise that awareness, and the entire reason why we stop people for dangerous driving is to prevent those crashes that we see all too often. You know, some some of them tragic, some of them just with property loss. But um, you know, you know, with that said, law enforcement is like like a Rubik's cube. 
really. You know, we're we're all in this Rubik's cube of law enforcement, right. Right? right? But a Rubik's cube has six sides, and each side has what nine grids to it. Is that right, Tommy? Sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mathematically right. speaking, yes. uh-huh. the traditional Rubik's cube, right. not any of the crazy ones, the little tiny little ones for, <laughs> for me, but the, the you know the traditional Rubik's cube. So each side, you know, the state patrol has our side of the Rubik's cube for just traffic. You know, the the sheriff's department. You guys have the jails. You guys have the courthouse. You guys have uh, criminal activity and residences. You guys work traffic too as part of one of your Rubik's cubes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fair to say that on this Rubik's cube. We all share a, a similar perspective and a perspective, a, a similar side when it comes to traffic safety right. and preventing those crashes. And that's the entire purpose. It's not about writing a citation. It's not about you know making an, a, an arrest. It's, it's about keeping people safe. And people's lives genuinely matter on a daily basis. And it doesn't matter if it's following too closely, speeding, uh, unsafe lane changes, mm-hmm. careless driving, reckless driving, driving under the influence. Uh, all of these things are preventable. Behind Absolutely. every wheel of every car is an operator, and that's a human being. Right. So our entire goal is to get that voluntary compliance from that human being behind the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys share that saying. I hear you guys work in traffic up here on 2467, the Teller County Roads. Oh, my gosh. Um, I hear you guys out here just as much as our troopers run in traffic. So I, I thank you on behalf of the State Patrol uh, and our office for, for sharing that traffic safety mission with us. Yeah, so it's about safety, that. not enforcement. Absolutely, saying. sir. Yeah. So talking about safety, as we're coming up, uh, you know, the, the seasons are getting ready to change, but we still got a, a little bit of time of, of some real cold, maybe another couple of heavy snowstorms. A couple of rounds. Coming. But what, what can we expect and, and what kind of things should we be doing to make sure that we don't go sliding off the road and, or, or, you know, as things start to warm up and we start getting rainy instead of uh, snowy, what can we do to be safe in those kinds of environments? Well, I know this is going to be really hard to believe, but probably the best thing and the easiest thing that anybody could do on snowy and icy roadways is slow down. No, what? what? No, what? No, that's crazy it's hard talk. to believe. It's, it's really <laughs> hard to believe. <laughs> well, wait, wait a second, Sergeant Jones. You're saying the speed limit, though, uh, coming down 24 out of Woodland Park is 55. Mm, so mm. this morning coming up, we saw, what was that hard stuff we called again that was pressed against the asphalt? Um, uh, it was something like... Rhymes, rhymes with mice. <laughs> ice. Lice. Ice. 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 Um, ice. So that 55-mile-an-hour zone, mm. is it? does that mean I can go 55 on ice, Sarge? Uh, you know that that would not be advisable on Why? on slick roads uh, because that would be an unsafe speed given the conditions. I would totally agree with that. So once again, uh, what I said before, slow down. I, it's pretty simple. I mean, I think if we all took a little bit of time, a little more patience, slowed it down a little bit, um, it gives you more opportunity to regain control if you start to lose control. It gives you more uh, following distance behind other vehicles. And uh, that whole friction thing that you were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah. It's a relationship, um, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So You want to cultivate that relationship. You want to be nice to that relationship. We don't want to antagonize <laughs> and create a bad relationship. That's right. Yes. Friction there. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, that lack of friction is, is uh, what causes some issues. And sometimes the mangling of metal and... Uh, other other issues, you know, we don't want people getting hurt and everything, but that's that's what we end up dealing with when people won't slow down in those types of conditions. But I just think if people would just realize, and I said this the last time we talked about this, if they could just re- understand the only pieces of their entire vehicle, if you whether you're driving a one ton pickup or 
a Mitsubishi Eclipse, the, the places that you're in contact with the road can fit inside a shoebox. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's it. That's what's holding you on, period. That's, there's no more. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, right. that contact patch of the tires is very small when you really look at it. I mean, mathematically speaking, that is such a small ratio yeah. of, of that entire circumference of the tire. And all the weight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going well, slinging around curves. There's a lot of curvy roads here, not where oh, I come yes. from, mm-hmm. but a lot here. Yeah. And it seems people are seem to be better about it up at the higher elevations when they live up here um, with tires and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that plays a huge part into um, your traction ability because it's not just about whether or not you have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive. If you have uh, tires that are not made for the snow, if you're, if you're wearing summer rubber on that sweet BMW, mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to stop, accelerate, turn very easily, yeah. and uh, that, that's a whole another ball game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to say I have experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I was. Uh, it was September, and I was driving up here. I used to have a little BMW convertible, and yeah, with those sweet summer tires you're talking about, and yeah, they were great on curves. But we had a freak snowstorm in September, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even make it up the uh, the hill over here by uh, by the bank. Uh, now I got part way up, slid back down, slid into oh, the parking the lot. Yeah. Oh and, wow. And, yeah, I yeah. want to talk about that little stretch. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. no, no, and uh, so I, I get that about the about that little contact patch or little two wheel drive uh, summer tires on a little sports car. Well, yeah. it has to do with that rubber compound. So like that summer one, it gets hard as a rock, and it doesn't have the same type of siping and grooves in it. It's just not meant for snow and ice, and so it just it it makes it absolutely useless. Do you think? Uh, do you think the majority of people out there, and this is part facetious, but do you think the majority of people out there have a summer and a winter tire at home? I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. I think it's most common, at least in my experience, in seeing people's tires in the last fourteen years of living here in Colorado, is the majority of people have an all-season tire. Correct. Uh, the majority of your tire dealerships, you know, be it Big O, Goodyear, um, any any of the tire tire dealerships, Firestone, even. Um, here in Colorado and in, in places that have inclement weather, you know, roads like today, uh, they're they're not going to try to sell you a summer tire mm-hmm. unless they, unless you can afford both that summer and the winter tire. They're pr- they're primarily out there promoting the all season because we have we have all seasons even in September, just like what you're talking about, Tommy. So my my point with this, and I have this conversation frequently with my wife when she's like, "Hey, the, even this morning, uh, hey, Lorelai has swim practice this afternoon. Which vehicle should I take? You know, we've got a, our four wheel drive right. pickup. We've got our Honda Accord. Uh, it's not a Mitsubishi Eclipse, but pretty, pretty dang close. <laughs> close. So I I tell her, I say, you know, take whichever one you want um, because she knows my perspective on this. You can drive, and I, and I want the public to know this. You can drive any vehicle in any road conditions." We, as the drivers, just have to change the way we drive. Absolutely. To Sergeant Jones' point, slow down. Right. If, if we know, and, and people in Colorado are pretty savvy when it comes to the weather, we know we knew days ago that this storm was coming, right? Mm-hmm. People should make plans days ahead, night before, morning of, I know that I'm going to have to shovel the driveway this morning to get out and, and come here to this podcast. Got to get Part up a little li- earlier. Got to get up a little right. bit earlier. Got to plan a little bit. Uh, I, I would just encourage people to take their time, make plans, and just get there safe. Don't be in a rush. 
And, you know, and isn't that why places have the two-hour delay or, you know, have an extended, you know, don't come in until 930? It's because they want the plows to have time to get out there, work those roads, and do it safely. So they're not worrying about everybody being on the road that is leaving at 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. It gives them a couple of hours to get that taken care of. And that's exactly why they do it. Absolutely. And uh, and that's one of the things that I tell, you know, when people will say, oh, the weather's going to be bad tomorrow. Well, then you need to wake up a little earlier and do those things and get ready and shovel or whatever you have to do. So true. And and I think that's a an interesting segue, Renee, to also thank our, our DOT, our Department of Transportation partners Absolutely. with county and state. These guys work tireless hours and come out and help us put down new roads. There's mm-hmm. oftentimes, Sarge and I are on a crash and we're, we're calling for, for sand. We're calling for right. mag. We're calling for anything to get us a new road. Uh, just last week, we were down on Highway 67, just, just north of Victor. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, just north of Cripple Creek. And there was a four-car crash right there in the curve. Um, yep. There needs to be a, a snow block in that curve, but I understand that that's been a long, a long going issue. <laughs> um, and first thing, as soon as our first trooper on scene, as soon as, the first thing he did was, I need to get CDOT down here for not just the safety of the motoring public, but the safety of us that were there to investigate the crash and those that were involved in it. So, you know, to our partners that help us with the roads, thank you very much. If you're listening to this, we really, really appreciate your diligence, uh, your partnership, and we, we couldn't keep the public safe as much as we can without you. And, you know, we reached out to uh, CDOT ourselves when we had those two accidents within two weeks right there going up Bluebird Hill where that sunlight is mm. just intense. And they agreed to put it on at 1600, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they have. put it on our signs and say, hey, you know, slow down for sun glare. And how awesome. It was like the next day. We just called and said, hey, can we do this? And they said, absolutely. That's so fantastic. I think it's great. It gets people thinking, you know, it's coming up. I got to be ready for it. My sunglasses, bring my visor down, whatever it is, or slow down, um, you know, just to be ready for it. What's the best advice you, you can give folks who travel to divide about 4 p.m. when we have that issue? And we won't talk about the details of that accident, but it was right. a serious accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, what should people do there? Well, I would, I would say that in both instances, we had two serious crashes, mm-hmm. um, one more so than the other. And in both situations, it led to someone doing the right thing in slowing down and they couldn't see, so they're going to move over. One of them actually stopped on the shoulder out of the lane of traffic in a safe spot, what should have been a safe spot, um, because they didn't feel comfortable continuing. Right. Um, and, uh, unfortunately it was the, you know, the vehicles that came up after them, um, that, uh, was not driving as safely that, that really created an issue. So, so it's not just about your personal safety, your driving is, it's about others because Absolutely. what you do on the road, if there's any other traffic at all, could affect a lot of people mm-hmm. and their families. Yeah. And, and to add to that, so. You know, it's one of those things where think about it. Like if you're in a same thing, snow conditions. We we're talking about that. It's no different. You're in a whiteout. Do you just come to a stop in the lane of traffic where the speed limit might be, you know, sixty miles an hour? Um, probably not the best choice. Right. Obviously, people get scared. Obviously, because they're they're driving and everything's good. And whoop! Oh, I yeah. I can't see anything. Yeah. I would say common sense would say slow down, move over, and if if other people feel more comfortable. And they want to continue. At least you're not blocking the highway. Because think about it: if you can't see, is there the possibility maybe they can't see you if mm-hmm. you're stopping in the lane? Uh, uh, it's good to hear that CDOT is doing that. Maybe people are using their visors or being aware of it right. or sunglasses or whatever, slowing down, um, whatever it might be. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a tough one to crack with that particular yeah. hill. And one of the things we teach our troopers, uh, as a driving instructor myself up at the academy, uh, training our cadets, and also doing uh, training in the field with our troopers, one of the things in, when it comes to, to just driving operations that we've, we teach from day one as a cadet is to not drive beyond your capability. Mm-hmm. Recognize right. your own limitations. Physiologically speaking, we're all a little bit different. I've been working nights for years so this ball of fire that's out right now is somewhat unfamiliar to me. Um, it, it's destroying my moonburn. I'll just tell you that right now. But I have very sensitive eyes. Uh, when I pulled into the parking lot this morning, I had my glasses on. Sergeant Jones pulled up beside me, and he has his glasses off. He's been working days recently. So he's, he's acclimated. Right. His, his pupils have acclimated to that amount of light input. I have not. I'm part vampire, apparently. So I, <laughs> when it comes to the sun coming out. It's true. So <laughs> don't, don't drive beyond your capabilities. Recognize your own physical limitations. You know, as we get older, our eyes become less keen. We need to take that into consideration mm-hmm. as well. What's wrong with stopping at one of our local businesses here in Woodland Park on your way home to Divide and just grab a cup of coffee during that 30-minute window where it's dangerous? Sure. Another thing I would recommend is... Uh, take a look at your windshields. Take a look at the interior as well as the exterior. If the outside's dirty and that sun beats it like that at that angle, you're not going to be able to see through it. If you have that inner in- interior film, take the 10 minutes, put in the elbow grease, and, and get that thing clean. They make great glass cleaners out there for that kind of stuff. The anti-fog stuff for our glasses as well as our cars. I'm sure. So take steps. It, it, it's just like the conversation with the tires. If you know where we're coming into the winter and, and you have, or the, the winter season and we have summer tires on, uh, let's change those tires out to the all seasons or the winter tires, mm-hmm. right? If we, if we anticipate road glare at harsh angles like that, we should have the same perspective, same outlook on, on taking care of our equipment as well. Right. And really it's about getting your vehicle ready anyway for the winter weather, you know, having an extra blanket, keeping some extra water, whatever you need in there. And that's one of the things we hear a lot is people will say, I just came across an accident. I'm like so low on gas and now I'm sitting here in traffic. I just know I'm going to run out. And it's like, why do you let your car get that low on gas? I mean, when you see, that's my that's my indicator. As soon as it gets to halfway, it's a mental note, I need to get gas. And so that way it doesn't get down to that quarter of a tank. And I think people, sometimes they just want to test that system. How far can I go <laughs> when the light starts flashing? All too frequently. <laughs> they can't maximize their gas rewards if they don't wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, though. Sir, you are right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, so back to the windshield thing real quick. I mean... You, you have to keep your windshield clean because you could turn a corner and be in that situation where mm-hmm. now you've got sun glare on your dirt, on your windshield. What's the first thing you're going to do? Spray. And then you can't see anything. That's yeah. right. Done. Mm-hmm. You can't nope. see anything for a few seconds and you're traveling 60 miles an hour. How many feet is that? You know, How many football seconds? fields? Or, yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, another thing I've noticed is that uh, I've, I've owned some older cars and those windshields can get pretty pitted. And they when can. the sun mm-hmm. hits that mm-hmm. pitting, you, you might as well just have a sheet of opaque material over the front of that. Um, and, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, windshield's really not that expensive. So sure. I, it, it's definitely cheaper than a trip to the hospital for me. So, And for those people out there who get pulled over for a big crack in their windshield or it looks like a, somebody punched a baseball through right in the driver's view, that's why. You have to be able to see. It's about safety again. Right, right. So you guys have a... Um, cool PIO guy. His name is Josh, Trooper Josh Lewis. Do you you know him? (laughs) No, Josh Lewis well, yes. Yeah, he's funny. I love to watch him on Twitter. Um, He can be found at at CSP underscore news, N-E-W-S. He he makes you guys look really, really uh, 
you know, human and, but it's, there's always a point, a learning point Absolutely. to what doing. And he does a fantastic job for you guys. I listened to the podcast with um, Sergeant White and uh, Master Trooper uh, Cutler. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, those guys cracked me up. And uh, but they're just so relatable. I mean, I think they're very, and, and that's what people like to see because one of the things I say, we're we're just like you. We're Absolutely. just like you. Mm -hmm. And when um, and when they can make fun of themselves or laugh with you, I think that really shows how relatable they are to the community. And uh, and so I just love that how they they get out there and they just you know, tell you how it is. So I really appreciate that. Well, I like the fact that, you know, we have a social media presence out there as well. Um, I think the world is kind of revolving around that social media platform. And, mm -hmm. and, and like you said, Renee, we want to be able to relate to, uh, to everyone. You bet. And, and humor is a great way to do that. Uh, Josh Lewis is incredibly talented <laughs> and, and who you guys see on, on the camera, that's, that's Josh Lewis. That's his brain in action. <laughs> um, and, and, and the same with Blake White, Sergeant White, he's a classmate of mine. Really, really good dude. Uh, same with, with Gary Cutler. Um, and there's a reason why we have those, those guys and they're sitting down doing, you know, some of those silly challenges, even with the chief and things <laughs> <Right>. like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the same thing that the, the rest of the world is doing with, um, ice bucket challenges and, the donut uh, eating, the donut eating mm -hmm. challenge. The what was it, the jelly bean one recently or something? Oh, oh yes, that weird? was yeah, yeah, that was that good. sounds awful. <laughs> that, was horrible. that was horrible. And then we didn't do that one. <laughs> and I think a couple of years ago, one of the things that got some really good traction. Speaking of traction, friction. Your relationship. Oh, nice. Sorry. Wow. Uh, okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll, Taking us I'll, to another level. I'll here. be yeah. here all morning. Um, it, what, what, what grabbed that big social media uh, presence with Josh Lewis was he sang some like Kelly Clarkson song. Oh my gosh. And she so ended up funny. responding to him about wow. it. Wow. And well, he always it, has her picture up he's there, gone, like, with him. There's a reason why. Uh, so he's gone viral, like big viral, uh, mm -hmm. numerous times. But it's just over that exact principle yeah. of being able to relate to people, and right. you know and we love him. we laugh we laugh constantly at, at fun, things that are funny, and we have to because it's a human right. thing that keeps us keeps us grounded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but we actually do have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, at least I say most of us. <laughs> I remember a guy I stopped. It was about ten years ago. Um, if you're listening, sir, you know God bless you still to this day. Um, he he had his his wife his three daughters he's pulling a camper through Glenwood Canyon, and <laughs> I got about to explain the citation for speeding just because I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his wife and kids try to you know save some face I'm a husband and father too of daughters and <laughs> I didn't really want the you know the officer you know giving me the the four point whatever fine it is you know in front of my wife and daughters because I'm going to hear about it for the next hour yeah. <laughs> so I get the gentleman out. And his shirt said uh, it had an interaction between a speeding driver and he had a box of donuts and said, I was just trying to get these to you as quick as I could. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, man, I wish I would have seen that first. And we both threw our heads back and just laughed oh, and that's laughed. That's funny. Because I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> He's like, I wish I had donuts with me now, not just a shirt. But I mean, we laugh with the people that we, that we interact with in the public routinely. I've sung Great Balls of Fire on repeat all the way from one side of a county to another with a guy I had in custody for DUI <laughs> all the way to book him into the, the jail. Just understand that we're you know, we're out there just like you. We have a job to do. We have a sense of humor just like you, and, and we're going to try to find that moment. Uh, we would rather sing Great Balls of Fire all the way to a jail than fight with you. Right. I would rather laugh with you about donuts than argue. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. 
and this is kind of a hard turn, but you mentioned DUI. You and us both, we take that very seriously. Yes, sir. And uh, there's a lot of enforcement up here for that. It just seems like it just keeps. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's getting any better. I don't know. I'll, I'll agree with you on that, Commander. You know, my my greatest area of passion in law enforcement and being traffic related is impaired driving. Um, you guys, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I've mentioned it uh, first with KKTV or KRDO, one of the two, when we were doing the um, the cannabis conversation. And regardless of the substance, there the topic of impaired driving is somewhat ubiquitous. It's going to be the same no matter what the substance is, no matter where you are. The invitation that, for those of us that are in the know on this side of it, that investigate the impaired drivers, the the invitation that we want to put out there to the public is to be honest with yourself first. If you know you shouldn't be driving, don't. Uh, At the end of this year's Ken Jordan Awards uh, ceremony, uh, this is the third year that I had emceed that. Um, and Sergeant Jones was there. He was present with me. Uh, I looked directly into the, into the camera uh, for the news media that was with us then. And I, and I told him, I said, if, if, you, if you drive impaired, we're going to find you. We, we are looking for impaired drivers. Make no mistake about it. And I am unapologetic in saying that. If, if you're going to make the selfish decision to drive impaired behind the wheel, our goal is to find you. And we will. We're, we're somewhat good at it i think i can confidently say yeah, that you kind of mm-hmm. stick out you do you're not it, as hidden as you believe it's like a duck that quacks and waddles drunk drivers drive like drunk drivers so we want to remove you for, from the road not just because we we want to but we want to keep you safe we want to keep the people around you safe like the commander said about the uh the glare situation it's about the people around you as well right and some people do genuinely feel more confident when they've had a few drinks or let's say some cannabis or other substances as well. If you've, there's a huge campaign. These things are so easy. If you feel different, you're going to drive different. So our, our, our big invitation is just be honest with yourself. Don't take the risk. And if you're, if you're at a place of making a decision, whether you should or shouldn't drive, call us, call the, uh, can I throw you guys under the bus a little bit? Sure, <laughs> go ahead, sir. And the state patrol as well, Woodland Park, El Paso County, SO. I would rather you call 911 and say, I don't know what decision to make. Okay, we'll send a trooper over there or a deputy or an officer um, and, and help you out. But if you're going to go out and you're going to enjoy some drinks with your friends or you're going to go imbibe in some way or another, um, have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, call an Uber, call a Lyft, call a taxi call a sober friend, do not take the risk of your own life or the lives around you to get behind the wheel impaired at any level. It is not worth it. It's just not worth it. Your life is too precious. The lives around you are too precious and you, you can't get life back once it's gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And, and that's like throwing a boulder in the middle of a, of a, calm, calm, piece, a calm body of water. That ripple effect, the biggest ripple is your immediate family around you. That's just for you. And then you have the, the ripple that's a little bit smaller than that one right outside of that. That's maybe your grandparents, your aunts and uncles that feel it. And then the ripples just continue all the way to the shoreline of people that you know, all the way to the shoreline of people maybe you don't know that that can relate to that situation. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people out there either have have been impacted by uh, a drunk driver in some, some regard or, 
some regard or another, or know somebody that has, right. um, ask the question of your friends, your family. How have you been affected by it? Let it be a conversation among, amongst your dinner table. Moving on to another topic. Can you explain the chain law to everybody? <laughs> Boom. Put your Go for it, Sarge. Sweet chain law. It's like making me think of my days way back working in uh, Frisco. And Don't say that. Don't say it. I, I won't. Don't I won't. It. I'll keep it to myself. Veil pass. Um, veil, well, veil pass, tunnel grade, all, that's, all that good stuff. Um, you might have to help me out with the codes here. So, uh, so code 18 is something that we'll put into it's effect the primary. and, uh, that's the one that we usually see the most of. And, uh, it's essentially meaning that commercial motor vehicles would have to have chains on, um, power driven wheels and, or other device, either a tire sock or a sanding device. There's other odd devices that these uh, trucking companies are allowed to use. Yeah, and buses. I saw a bus driver putting mm-hmm. on this big cover on the wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's the auto sock or okay. tire sock or whatever. Um, school buses have like uh, auto auto chains. Yeah, those, those um, group of chains yeah. hanging down underneath the back. Yeah. If you've ever right. seen those, they, yep. they touch the tire and it makes them spin. And a right, right. Pretty cool thing. Um, so we'll see that, uh, put into effect in, in snowstorms and, and basically it's, it's a traction law. And, uh, so we'll usually see it in very specific places on, uh, uh, hills, you know, um, in, in our area, we see it in highway 67 going towards Cripple Creek, mm-hmm. um, and coming out of Cripple Creek, uh, quite often, but uh, it is possible that they could put it into effect coming up from Manitou Springs and, and going through U Pass and everything also. Um, so, but the, uh, the the new one with the so, traction law, yeah, or so the passenger vehicle one. You're you looking at code 15 and code 16 for your passenger mm. chain law. Wow, he didn't even look that up, people. He did wow, not he just knew that's, 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 that's not true at all. That's not true. It's yeah, right totally. here. Yeah, I actually did look it up. <laughs> He actually, when it came out, he had to memorize it so he could just spit it out would, at, at any given would moment. Would you like me so. to delineate the difference between 15 and 16? Sure. We so, would love that. Yeah, so that's code great. 15 is passenger traction law. And so passenger traction law were, kind of ties back into our previous conversation yet again, uh, talking about tread depth of the tires, how regardless of the vehicle type, it's required to be at least three sixteenths of an inch. So code 15 is passenger traction law. But the more recent one that Sergeant Jones was referring to, Code 16, is the passenger chain law. So passenger chain law, Code 16, is all passenger vehicles need chains except for four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive vehicles uh, with all other tires that we were talking about with that 316-inch in, tread depth. Mm-hmm. But Code 18 is the more more renowned, we more well-known. M- more often, but we are starting to see this the passenger... Uh, vehicle one more often and even this morning they had that in effect right yeah we saw it on the sign right Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. so basically that means having appropriate tires it's that's essentially what it is if if you have tires with no tread depth that's not going to work um if you have tires that aren't meant for the snow that's not going to work um and we're just basically putting that into effect if if cdot's putting that into effect it's uh, looking out for it that's the whole purpose of it we don't want people getting stuck because then that happens, that creates a whole bunch of other issues, and it can create crashes and that type of stuff. So, you know, we're here to talk about winter driving, but let's talk about some other times of the year when when people need to be uh, really attentive to their driving. The other day, I saw a school bus for the first time in a year, and I'm like, wow! I just realized I haven't seen a school bus driving around in like a year. 
So there's things are coming up. Yeah. You mentioned prom. Absolutely. The kids are back in school. Uh, prom, if, if they have that. You know, one of the biggest things that we tell our kids is if you go somewhere out with your friends and you have too much to drink, you know, call call us. We'll come get you. I would rather you call me yep. because you've had too much to drink than risk that and then you don't go to graduation next month. You know, that's the big thing is, um, and what about texting and driving? You know, I think it's just as dangerous. Um, pe- kids, they start talking uh, with their friends and they're texting back and forth. It's not just kids. Well, no, it's adults. Well, You're what absolutely I'm right. What are you guys yeah. right. Human beings? Yeah. <laughs> Distracted <laughs> driving is one of our lead causes of crashes. Um, because you could argue that distracted driving is part of why someone is going too fast. Distracted driving is why they're weaving out of their lane, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. But uh, that's one of those things. Like if if there was a message we could send about distracted driving specifically, it's almost always having to do with a cell phone. Right. Every once in a while, it might be the radio. It might be a passenger. It might be a dog that you have in your lap. Um, but more often than not. It's that cell phone, and mm-hmm. you get that little notification, and Pavlov's um, dog kicks in, and you're like, Ka-ding! yeah, exactly, and that dopamine, exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah, Ooh, someone and, likes me, and you have this uh, <laughs> this effect that you're like, I have to know what that was immediately, right. and it's it's bad enough that you have, now you got to unlock your phone, so either you got to put it up in front of your face, or you're, now you're taking your hand off the steering wheel to do your oh, little yeah. mm-hmm. your pattern or your code. Sure. Um, and you see where I'm going with this? All of a sudden, you're paying more attention to your phone. You've just traveled three football fields, and now you're into a guardrail or another vehicle or or a bicyclist. Or you someone's know. slowing down because there's glare on their windshield. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just exactly. takes an instant. That's all it is. It is. And and I'm sure you remember Drive Smart Colorado, Miley Gray, her team, were they were out there in the schools telling these oh, kids, yeah. you know, all about safe driving, distracted driving, you know, the speeding, you know, everything. Everything. And I think that it's um, the kids, it was just drilled into them, drilled into them. But once they get behind that wheel, it's like they forget everything they've learned. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things. And adults. Both, yeah, kids and adults. And it basically comes down to if it is that important that you have to look at it, it with that type of immediacy, then pull over and stop. And Absolutely. you can focus on your phone, mm-hmm. you can focus on that. Since you're not focusing on what you should be doing, which is safely operating a motor vehicle, right? Here's a here's an interesting take on 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 this. Oftentimes, uh, law enforcement, the, the deputies, the troopers, will stop on what we what we know as motorist assists. It's part of our caretaking function to the public. Mm. We don't know if you need help or what the situation is going on, be it medical, be it your vehicle breaking down or otherwise. And quite frequently, quite frequently, we'll come up on a vehicle, and there will be someone working on their phone, just like Sergeant Jones is talking about, responding to a text or dialing in a number for a phone call. In law enforcement, we cannot pull you over for doing the right thing. That's illegal. What? <laughs> we ha- yes. In, in order, so huh. understand this. In order for law enforcement to make contact on a traffic stop, a law of traffic has to have been broken. We can't just pull people over and say, oh, hey, thank you so much for doing the right thing. I saw that you slowed down for the yellow and actually didn't run the red light. Okay. Hey, I, hey, commander, I saw you had your seatbelt on. Thank you so much for you know taking your safety important as, as an importance and the people around you. We can't do that. So in those times when we're on those, on those motorist assists mm-hmm. and they're responding to an email or they're right. responding to a text, I t- that's when I take the time to, to get out of my car, go up there. I have no idea what I'm walking up to on an assist, right? And I say, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I just stopped to make a phone call. Thank you so much yep. for doing the right thing. Please 
tell your friends where we appreciate that. Tell your family. We appreciate that your safety is important. So just know that we can't pull you over for doing the right thing. But when we see you do the right thing, we see that as well. And we have gratitude. So law enforcement is grateful for you doing the right thing. Um, be it on a motorist assist, or if we see you in traffic, obeying the speed limit or wearing your seatbelt. <laughs> so just for clarification's sake, what you're saying is we should not be going out and stopping vehicles for, you know, traveling in the speed limit, yeah. wearing their seatbelt, yeah. driving safely. Sober. <laughs> driving sober. sober. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I just wanted to make yeah. sure that that's right. what you meant by that's that. That's exactly what I meant by okay. that. All right. But but do know that we, as much as we notice people breaking the law, we recognize when they're following it. So that's not a normal thing you're going to hear from the law enforcement perspective, but we want to thank you for doing the right thing. So please do the right thing. Well, I think to be honest, I think that's why so many people get so frustrated with bad driving behavior because they're thinking to themselves, I'm doing everything right here. Minding my own business. I'm traveling at a safe distance behind the vehicle in front of me. I'm not uh, cutting people off. I'm, I'm driving sober. I'm, I'm doing all the right things. And then uh, here comes this other person that is doing the exact opposite, acting like they have some type of ownership over that roadway. And, uh, you know, then we start to have road rage issues and everything else. So you take that person that, uh, you know, is completely fine having a great day and they don't know how to necessarily contain their frustration with the bad driver. And now, now we got two drivers doing things that they shouldn't be doing where, you know, this all could have been, uh, avoided if, if we just take a little bit of personal responsibility, you know, we get road rage, road rage calls almost daily coming up up and down the 24 corridor. Wow. It's the pass. Why is it the pass? It's because it's 45 pass. miles an hour. 45, right? we've, yeah. got a, we've got a road grade of 6 to 7% on the down mm-hmm. and the up. We've got people that want to keep themselves safe and go 45, and you've got the selfish driver out there, and yes, I'm calling you selfish if you do this, that's going 60 miles an hour down the pass, right. but there's two people, left lane and right lane, that are doing the right thing. So to you, the selfish driver, slow down and don't tailgate them. I, I would I would take your conversation just one step further, Sarge, and say that if you do find yourself in a road rage situation and you were having a good day and now someone's interacting with you and you're you can feel that emotion being invoked, let them go. Go to the shoulder, let them go. If you want to call us and let us deal with it, we'll take care of it. Just you for for us for our agency it's star CSP which is star two seven seven from your phone it goes directly to our dispatch and we will dispatch a trooper if we can get one to you we will get that driver stopped and we will have that conversation you don't have to worry about having a conversation with them or an interaction so to keep you safe uh, and actually on our w- walking in here there was a menacing call uh, not in Teller but in El Paso County that's occurring right now from a road rage people will get to a state of an emotion where they're going to pull guns on people. It's not worth your safety. Let them go. Go to the shoulder. Wait a minute. At that point, they're at least a mile down the road. Man, Let I us grandmas get all crazy. You know, like, I mean, if they had a gun, they probably would have had it out the window. And like, <laughs> Man, you know, okay. I just, you know, you, you've got to separate yourself. You're exactly right. You've got to separate what is happening inside your body from what you're seeing, you, you have to put a block in there, you know, block your, your, your senses. I'm not saying don't look, don't shut your eyes, but you know, I'm just saying you have to control yourself because people get so emboldened in a car mm-hmm. for some reason, they feel protected. They feel, you know, and they're in their little bubble and nothing can punch through that. Well, I promise you, if you, 
you know, if you break the law in that manner and you you uh, threaten somebody with the gun or you do some traffic crazy stuff, right? We're gonna punch your bubble. We're gonna get in there. It just with you. became a bad day. For everybody involved. Yeah. So yep. moral of the story is don't mess with grandma. That's what you're right. saying. Yeah. That's what we're saying. That too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Respect for grandma. Right. That's right. I mean, Definitely. I think maybe she's yeah, going yeah. for a wooden spoon. Maybe. She's been around a while. Oh, that terrifies me, <laughs> actually. You're going to give him PTSD. I, no, I've already got it. <laughs> I grew up with a wooden spoon. <laughs> My mom used to take those. Uh, I, knew, I knew I was getting in trouble when, you remember those those paddle balls? With the rubber yeah. ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When Absolutely. my brother got the ball and there was no paddle attached to it, <laughs> I was in trouble. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for the twitch. Mom, why does that bro why is that broken and why do you still keep it in that Go to your room, wait for your dad. He's almost home from work. Oh. <laughs> this isn't a therapy session, is it? No, I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> for somebody, maybe not you. But. Point in case is this is cause and effect. If you if you're out there and you do something wrong, there's an effect to it. Mm-hmm. And we are that effect. We're we have taken an oath to keep people safe, to keep you safe. And we want we desire people to do the right thing. Um we, so we're inviting you to do that. We're inviting you to do the right thing. So there are several people in this room and probably hopefully listeners out there that have spent time in the military and spent overseas. Yep. And, you know, and when you're when you're gone, you dream about home the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason you dream about home is because that's that place that's safe and secure and you know it and you know who's there. And a big part of that is I, – so I'm, I'm Mr. Civilian Guy here, I'm that, um, but uh, – so well, when of. I was overseas, I would think about it. And the big part of that is because of the law enforcement people, the other first responders like the, the firefighters and the EMS folks, those folks that are out there whose specific job it is to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And I have always, always appreciated that. So gentlemen, and really everybody in here, anybody out there working in this field, I thank you for doing that and making this a place that was good to come back to. So Absolutely. I said not really because I, you're former military. Sure, you mentioned that after I said that, but that's what I was talking about. I mean, and we we think of you as one of us. You're on our honorary sheriff's deputy association, and you do a lot of free work for us, so that's much appreciated, including these podcasts. It is very appreciated. Yes, sir. Get the message out. Yeah, just me giving back to those who've given for me. Got it. Well, I think to sum it up, you're going to slow down. You're going to think about your tires. You're going to clean your glass and mirrors. And mirrors. <laughs> That's right. Mirrors too. Keep yeah. your windshield clean. Keep your fluids filled. It's about safety, not enforcement. And think about that text. Is it worth reading right now if you're driving? Remember, it's star 277 from your cell phone to get the state patrol. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you out there. It's our pleasure, sir. This podcast was made possible by the Teller County Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association. The HDSA is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing public safety and awareness by providing safety and survivability equipment to deputies, administering community events like Shop with a Hero, and enabling information programs like this podcast.